The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of the Heat Check, oh baby, you know what I'm juiced up to talk about. His name is Victor Wembanyama time. Victor Wembanyama time. I tried to tell you, I tried to tell you he was transcendent. They said he's a broken little stick. He's seven foot five, 180 pounds, soaking wet. Well, guess what? He's fucking transcendent. We gotta talk about him. Uh, also, what the fuck is the Regional Sports Network Valley? doing to their local consumers. Nothing good, nothing good. James Harden had an epic presser, which we had to break down, because it's obviously our top soundbite of the week. And we gotta give out our Kimmy Award. Who is Kimmy Him? Him? Well, he broke out on a Sunday matinee, so we had to make him him. All right, William, it's time. Drop that motherfucking beat that should be Rihanna. Break, we're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in. To the Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. So they debuted the in-season tournament. All these new courts came out. Everybody was mad about them. People were tweeting about it. And do you think I give a fuck? Do you think I'm juiced up about that? No. No. I am juiced up. I am fired up about Victor Wembinyama. Wemby, sir. Wemby. He is absolutely something we've never seen before. There was a ton of hype around him, right? It was just as much hype as there were skeptics. And guess what? Column A got a lot bigger. Column B went to about zero. Skeptics, population, negative 10. Unless you're a straight fucking hater, folks. He is now gone from, oh, can't wait to see this young guy play, this French guy, uh, to... Let me mark your calendar for you. Let's tweet about it. Let's make an appointment television because that's what it is. If you missed the big moment where he decided to elevate to that appointment viewing status, let me tell you all about it. It was Thursday night after we recorded, of course, because why wouldn't it be? First, playing their second game in three days against the Suns. If you don't remember... Uh, The first game against the Suns, they were down pretty much all but 1.5 seconds. They won that game. And so then the Suns end up getting Devin Booker back. Oh, how is this going to look? It's going to be KD. It's going to be Book and these little (laughs) razzle-dazzle, scrappy spurs in Phoenix, probably going to pound town, right? No, wrong. It was the spurs that were doing the pounding. Yes. Spurs decided, oh, yeah, we don't give a fuck about Book. No chance. Absolutely not. Devin Vassell, by the way, who we highlighted last week, was electric as well. He had 18 points in the first half. He gets injured. But the story, of course, was Wemby. And it wasn't just that Wemby was otherworldly, because he was. 
he was doing things we can't, not only that we haven't seen before, but our brains can't actually process or imagine, which that's never happened, right? He put up almost 40 in his fifth game of his entire NBA career. For context, LeBron James, LeBron James put up almost 40 in his 65th career game. That's insane. LeBron James took 60 games to get to the place that Wemby was at in five. It really does feel like Wemby is downloading software updates we haven't gotten access to yet. Just new things that he has acquired in his skill and is now implementing. All of the tools that we knew that Wemby could maybe do were on display, right? The blocks were there. The steals were there. The deflections were there. They're real, just like, you can't be here. I'm not even going to run around over here because you're there. That happened too. He had 10 rebounds, two blocks, one steal, and had so many holy shit moments. I, I don't even really know what to say. He's like if KD grew almost a half of a foot. That's what he is. He can do all the same things that KD can do and more. He'll just grab the ball out of the sky and then put it underneath his armpit like it's a football and be like, all right, we're going the other way. You watch him in awe, dribble, 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 tween, tween, step back from 30, splash. And you're like, oh my God. Catch and shoot three, splash. Call for the lob at the three. Oh, let me go get it. Throw it anywhere near the rim you want because I'm going to go up and spin around. I don't even see the rim and it's gone in. Splash. The court vision, it's there how much ground he can cover. He can get from one side of the court to the other and block a shot faster than Shaden Sharp can. I don't understand, dude. You just kind of say, what are we watching? What version of basketball is this? That is how transcendent Victor Wambanyama is. Wemby, I watched OG Ananobi go in for a wide open layup and Victor Wambanyama tiptoed on the weak side and he said oh no never mind let me pull back out for a second I'm not trying to get embarrassed here on my home floor in their first five games we'll give this out for context because I saw it and I was like holy shit so Wemby Wemby's averaging 21 points per game almost eight rebounds 1.6 assists per game 3.6 blocks and steals off of 50 from the field, 32 from three, and 73% from the free throw line. Okay, LeBron James, his first year, 16.8 points per game in his first five games. 7.6 rebounds, 6.6 assists. Makes sense because he had the ball a lot. 2.4 blocks and steals, 44, 17, and 70. Did I mention, though, that Wemby's playing like 60% of the minutes that LeBron was playing? Wemby is averaging... An insane amount in his per 36. Players go uh, he goes up against are so terrified of him. That is how we know the man is transcendent. Like I said, wide open layups. Turn down. No, sir. Not doing it. KD kind of pretended to pull up when Mignogna came over. And he was like, I think I'm going to dribble around him. I'm not going to shoot this. I am telling you, he is changing the game. He is changing what people are willing to even attempt out there on the floor. Devin Booker, his first game back, he put up ridiculous points, and even he was like, yeah, Wimby's insane. He's unbelievable. Everybody knows that. We're just trying to figure out what he is.
because we've never seen him before. We're just trying to figure out what he is. Yes, what is he? So how good could Wemby be this year? Outside of obviously, he's obviously winning rookie of the year. That just goes without saying. That's what's happening. We're talking about a guy who could very easily win defensive player of the year. He's doing all the things that Giannis did when he was defensive player of the year. He's beating Giannis in every defensive category so far this year as a rookie. And I don't want to sound silly like, oh, Trista, you were just speaking in hyperboles. You're just such a little hype man. I think Wemby, if the Spurs could win more games, if they're like a top four, top five seed, if they get in, Wemby at 90 to one, I think if he keeps this up, could easily, not easily, he could legitimately though win MVP. He is now six games into his NBA career. The Spurs are now three and three. Remember Spurs last year started four and two. Was anybody excited about that four and two Spurs team? No, not even Brent Berry who works for the Spurs, was excited about the Spurs. When I asked him about it, I was like, ooh, you guys kind of got an exciting young court. He goes, do we? Do we, though? Yes. All of the excitement, though, this year, baby, has to do with Wemby. He's learning how to mesh with his teammates. The great thing I saw him do was Zach Collins. Zach Collins bit too hard on his team, uh, a, a guy that he was going up against, and then he commits the foul. Wemby came come over with the block, and Wemby's like, bro, you didn't have to do that. Let him cook you. Let him barbecue chicken you. That's exactly where I want him. I will clean up your mess, Zach Collins. Do not worry. Let him go by you. I will put that shit in the fifth row. Give Victor Wembyama a month. Check back in with me. We will be firmly embedded. Skip, Stephen A, Shant, Skip. We'll be talking about, is he the greatest player we've ever seen? Believe me, hold that and come back to me. Let's move forward. What the fuck are these regional sports networks like Bally Sports deciding to do? What are they doing? What is this? What is this ragmatag nonsense? Are you a real organization? Are you just stealing money and deciding to use your rights that you have the ability to broadcast games and just deciding, yeah, we'll just not do it. So I, I was talking to one of my producers the other day. He happened to be flying out of Wisconsin, right? And so he gets into his Uber and the guy is like a big Bucks fan. And he's like, Huge Lou Alcindor fan, 71 NBA champ. He's been in the same neighborhood as Junior Bridgman and Sidney Moncrief. So anyway, this guy is like, hey, you guys need to be, he found out there's a podcast. He's like, you guys need to be talking about this. I think there's a legitimate, everybody in Bucksland is complaining about this. And I think there's a lot of other people who are going to be complaining too. He said that even though he buys YouTube TV, he can currently only see half of the Bucks games because they're split with another provider, in this case, Bally's. So you, if you don't buy a separate streaming pro, uh, package, you're not getting the games. Not getting the games. I, so I guess there's, that's like capitalism for you. That's fine. Like, I'm not really too worried about that. But apparently there's a lot of other issues bubbling up to the surface as well. You might imagine, though, that about Bally being pretty normal because I think they already lost their rights to Suns games last year, and there was a whole hoop to do about them in Major League Baseball last year as well. So they're on the cusp of, like, not being a real organization. Uh, 
so all this comes up to the boiling point when their their app they have an app that people are paying money to use you know streaming app and uh you know they play the bucks they play the pacers and that app was not usable for an entire week and fans in milwaukee and indiana just couldn't watch games just could not watch them nba league pass you're blacked out youtube tv nope that's bally so they just had to be i don't know like illegally crack streaming their ass off or checking the box scores or going the little play-by-play when you go on to espn i mean that is just absurd so let me explain what happened bally has the streaming rights to a bunch of nba teams detroit indiana milwaukee atlanta they cover games for 12 nba teams right which is why when the app just demolished on itself it was a very big deal especially for those who decided oh yeah we're gonna pay 20 dollars a month for their home team which remember you can't get league pass for because it's blacked out which is also by the way kind of fucked up so for milwaukee fans because the janky ass app was being janky and not working they missed not only the heat game last monday but also the raptors game wednesday and since the game was blacked out on league pass unless they had cable there was just no way no option to watch the game and since they're paying for the streaming app, I don't know, they probably don't have cable. They probably didn't decide to go and get cable, League Pass, and Valley. Sinclair, so Greg Doyle, Indianapolis star, summed up a lot of people's thoughts when he wrote this. Sinclair, Diamond, Valley, whatever they are, they've changed names so many damn times. Couldn't negotiate with streaming services, then couldn't form an app that was worth the darn. I bought the thing last year doing my part, watched exactly one game. How come? Watching that Pacers game last year, basically 10 stick figures moving back and forth across my TV reminded me of my childhood video game Pong by Atari. That's a cold piece, Greg Doyle. So with Bally having gone bankrupt with their financial restructuring, very unknown, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. The thing is just an unbelievable travesty in terms of what product they're trying to peddle and what they're actually giving you. Adam Silver has already said, listen, like, we're going to take over this ourselves. If this doesn't get better, we're going to do whatever we want to do. We've got our own rights. We've got our own networks that we can create. Uh, but the bankruptcy proceedings, who knows when those are going to be done. Whenever Bally is going to be shut down, it could be the entire season. The league is going to obviously have to step in and take over for, for the broadcast. But, like, I don't know what he's waiting for. Adam, you just need to do that right now. If one of your little subcontractors, whatever Bally Sports is, I can't actually do what they are supposed to do, which is provide the basketball game. Not practice, but the game. You got to just cut them off. Like, it is 86 for you. Before the season, Bucks owner Wes Eden said he expects every Bucks broadcast to be broadcast on televisions inside the market. Uh, we, are, we are obviously way outside of that since three are already not done. Andrew Marchand, the sports media writer, traveled to Minnesota where he talked to fans about the Valley Streaming Service. This is what he had to report. They hate Valley sports. Nobody had anything nice to say about Valley. No one's going to miss Valley. People want a clean, clear way to get their games. Uh, and I think that price point is designed to keep people on cable. NBA fans need access to the games in order to be fans. If you make it difficult, if you make it inconvenient, you know what they will do? They will do something else. They will probably watch something else, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Anything besides your product that you want these young fans to watch. NBA needs to step in.
They need to give the local area some way to make sure the games are happening 100% of the time. It works every time. All that to say, what the fuck is Valley Sports doing? Let's move on. It didn't uh, take much research to uh, find the soundbite of the week because it's obviously James Harden. I love him. He's constant entertainment. The sound bites never stop for him, but we know whenever James Harden goes to a new team, that's when the sound bites are the best. He decided he was going to burn the bridge pretty much all the way up, which is what you would expect from James when he had this to say. Um, I don't think when I'm in a leash, I'm not in just shooting the basketball every time. I meant like I'm a, I'm a, like I think the game and I'm a creator on the court. You know what I mean? So if I got a, a, a voice to rock in. Hey coach, I see this. You know what you think about this? Then it's like, all right, hey, somebody that trusts me, that believes in me, that understands me, that I'm just not a, you know, I'm not, I'm not a system player. I am a system. You know what I mean? So, um, somebody that that can have that dialogue with me and understand and, and, and move forward and figure out and make adjustments on the fly throughout the course of games. That's all I really care about. You know, I mean, it's not about me scoring a basketball, scoring 30, 34 points. In fact, I've done it already. So, um, that's what I meant by that. I am not a system player. I am a system player. It's like, I'm not a business man. I'm a business man. It's like kind of a little bit whack. I feel like it's a little bit of a revisionist history for James Harden to say, well, I was on a leash. I didn't get what I needed. I wasn't being discussed things with. I wasn't able to make decisions. People weren't trusting me. They literally gave James Harden the ball every time. He had the ball every possession. And even Joel Embiid was like, what is he talking about? We let him run the offense the way he wanted to run it. He led the NBA in assists last year. His usage rate was 25%, which is right around Nikola Jokic's usage percentage. They facilitated. He was the, the hub of the wheel. So I am not so sure. It was very funny, though. What was not That part wasn't as funny to me as the fact that when he was talking about why well, I was on a leash, I'm not a system player. He's really talking about Doc Rivers' system being high-key trash. Like, he is basically saying, Doc Rivers, I hated playing for him. I'm going to his former team. I'm playing with a much better coach. Hopefully, Ty Lue, trust me, everyone hated playing for Har- uh, for Doc Rivers. Tobias hated it. Maxi hated it. We all fucking hated it. And even Joel Embiid to this point so far in the season is like, yeah, everything's running a lot more smoothly with Nick Nurse. So Paul George said a lot of the same things when Doc Rivers left L.A. to go to Philly. He was like, yeah, I was kind of in a weird role. And we saw that. We talked to Rich Hoffman about that last week when he said Tobias's role was just basically just stand in the corner and wait for James or Joel Embiid to kick out to you to shoot threes. Just shoot threes. Do nothing else. Do not put the ball on the floor. Do not take mid-range shots. Do not go to the rim. Do not pass go. Do not collect $100. Just grab rebounds, stand in the corner which is why Tobias Harris's confidence went absolutely through the basement when it was like we saw Tobias Harris play for the Clippers and looked really good. Goes to the Sixers, underdog, same coach, must have been a different system, and all of a sudden it's like he's never played basketball before. So another thing that's very funny about the whole leash system quote thing is that he also followed it up, James, by saying – I'm also happy to do whatever Ty Lue t- tells me to do. I've scored 30 in my career. I've scored 16, which like, James, you weren't really putting up 16, 17 points a game for Philly. Let's just stop that. But he's like, 
I'm not a system player, but I'm happy to play in Ty Lue's system. And the fact that he's saying he's not a system player probably means he doesn't really want to play off ball. Guess what, though? The new news out of the Clipperland is that when James Harden and Russell Westbrook play together, it's going to be Russell Westbrook with the ball in his hands, and James Harden will be coming off ball just like they did back in the old days, baby. Bring it back. Bring it all the way back to six-man of the year, James in Oklahoma City. We know how well that worked out. Because we want to keep the defense honest. Got to have the ball in Russ's hands. That's how it was. Does James Harden really fit into any system, though? I don't know. I don't know. An anonymous NBA scout told The Athletic this. I don't know if James Harden fits anywhere, like any team. I don't know how this fit's going to be. Maybe it will work out when the Clippers are injured and they have him instead of playing with Kawhi. Pause. If your whole benefit is because you're there in case other guys get injured, it's like, well, your value is really being a substitute teacher. That's not good. That's awful. He says, uh, but for me, in the last couple of years watching James, I don't think he has the same finishing ability. He doesn't shoot the ball as well. He doesn't have the same ability to get to the hole. He's just not the same player. And I don't think he's willing to say, I'm going to be a distributor, which he's very good at. I don't think he's willing to step into that role. Well, he did lead the league in assists, so he is willing to be a distributor. Let's be honest. First game with James is tonight, I think. MSG? Gonna be fucking epic. I'm also betting this is not the first time Harden gets a soundbite of the week, or the last time as well. We'll move on to the Hemi Award. Hemi, him, 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 him. Let's get into our weekly award, which is the Hemi Award. So many names. So many names we could have floated out there. Obviously, Steph is going bananas. Game winner against OKC. Was it a game winner? Who knows? Was it basket interference? Kind of. Doesn't matter. He's still cooking. Jokic is still doing Jokic things. Probably going to win MVP. Luka, still healthy enough to average almost 40 points a game. Leading the league in fantasy points. He's getting rebounds. He's getting assists. They're all Avengers, right? They all just slay their opponents with step backs and game winner floaters. And they're averaging all averaging 30 points a game. We all know about them. They're the usual suspects. That's boring. Just, they've just been winning that award. You could have given the award to Tyrese Maxey, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He's shooting like eight threes a game, taking over as the point guard for the Philadelphia 76ers at a point in time where things are tumultuous. But he's not the one. Was going to give the award, though, to Jason Tatum. I was. Everybody thinks I'm a Boston Celtics hater, which I kind of am. Uh, he was originally my Hemi Award winner. Celtics are undefeated. He's averaging 30 points per game, nine rebounds a game, shooting a redonkulous 45% from three. That's mind-boggling, honestly. But even better, has one of the best plus-minus stats in the league at plus 19. Jason Tatum, always remember, he's forever 19. But tonight's game against the Spurs and the Raptors? Change the game for these hoes. Wemby and the Spurs were playing the Raptors, right? Had them in a headlock. They looked done done, the Raptors. They were down by 22 midway through the second half. Scotty Barnes was put in prison. He had three points midway through the second quarter. And guess what he did? Him, him, him. He just him the fuck out. Yes, he did. He ended up pulling the Raptors up by their claw straps, getting them out of the muck. Carry them through that huge hole by himself. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Dennis Schroeder was pretty good. OG Ananobi was pretty good. And like always, which we'll talk about later on this week, Pascal Siakam was a big zero. Anyway, hits the game-tying step-back three with almost no time left in the fourth. Had the steal that ended up sealing them going to OT. And then he just 
took over in overtime when it wasn't even close in overtime, really. Let's be honest. The rap sealed that baby up. And he was already on the verge of winning the award anyway. He's averaging 21 a game, 10 rebounds, six assists, and he's consistent. Just look at his stats. But but last night, Sunday, no one had an answer for Scotty Barnes. No one. 30 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, three blocks, three steals, and he shot 50% from three, which is like absolutely insane considering that his whole knock, the reason that people were not a fan of Scotty Barnes coming out of Florida State was because he can't fucking shoot. Shooting 50% from three? He is I and I am him. He even managed to push Victor off of the front page, at least for this week. Scotty fucking Barnes, himmy, him, him. <laughs> That's all the time that we have for this episode of the Heat Check. Come back tomorrow for all new episodes. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini episodes, which drop whenever the spirit really moves me, honestly. Follow the Heat Check as we dig in for the new season. Do not forget to download, tell all your friends, every single damn one of them. You know those annoying-ass kids that come by and try to get, you know, like Milky Ways and Snickers and all you have is candy corn? You say, hey, kid, I got a king-size Snickers. You know what you have to do for me, though? Download the Heat Check! Follow us on social at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much to William for editing this on a Sunday night. And we'll see you next time.